Well, wonderful. We're going to dive in and continue our sermon series. But this morning specifically, we're going to think of it through the eyes of a movie. And in fact, before I say anything else, we're going to dive into the very first about minute of the movie family camp. And uh, you can check it out on the screen. Mr. Kapoor. Hello. Good morning, sir. Yes. Hey, I've got the Garden City proposal laid out right here in front of me. And, sir, it is more than just an investment. Uh, what? <laughs> of course I'm at the office. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. It just got really loud in here. Um, I will um, I'll call you back tomorrow. I apologize. Thank you. Take your seats. Before we dismiss, I have a few announcements for you, church family. First, now I love this clip because a few weeks ago we had a big one family service and we had a few people, which I apologize if it was you, who that was exactly your deal. Like, walked in, the service was ending. Uh, we had a guest with us that was like, I think they're closing. Like, there were two, two guys that went to a Buckeye game, actually, and from out of town, and they're like, hey, uh, I think they're closing. I'm not sure what's going on. It was literally exactly like that. But as I was thinking about today and thinking about Paul talking about, to me is to, you know, live is Christ, to die is gain, and then thinking about this awesome dude who strolls into church after playing golf, if you got the golf cleats, I mean, he was full talking to his boss. He, oh, yeah, I'm at the, you know, all of this stuff. You could see his wife's face not very pleased with the situation as the service was closing. And the thought of sometimes in our lives, is it possible that we treat God, the representation, the church of us meeting together in a similar manner? Is it possible that there's times in our life where we do not make the word of God more than necessarily coming to church on Sunday morning, but making the Word of God the highest priority in our life. But instead, I stroll in and I get a little word when I can, where I can, and it's okay. But if it doesn't fit in my schedule or my plan, it's not that big a deal. Is it possible that there's things in our lives as, as a, a church body this morning that we'd say, man, I serve the Lord, but I don't seem to have the results or what I want to have in my life, or I don't feel like I have the relationship I would want to have. Is it possible that kind of our nonchalant attitude towards Jesus, towards his word, towards the church, can have a big part to play in the fact that when we need Jesus to speak, we don't hear because we are not in tune with him. We're in tune with everything else in our lives. And I know in my own life, there's times when I'm like, oh, I wish right now I was a little more in tune with what God was saying. I would say every one of us. I wish right now, oh man, I could have spent a little more time talking to him. Why? Because we're not talking about him like punishing us because we came to church late, but we're talking about, Lord, I want to know you. I want to experience you. I want to know your heart. Lord, I don't want you to be something that's kind of on the edge and I go get my fill up. We call midweek service on Wednesday night, we call it midweek. 
but I don't want midweek to only be something I do because, oh man, I need a little more of God because it's all wore off. But I want, I want midweek to be when I come and experience God and cry out to God and let God speak to me. Let God change my heart. It's not just about a gathering. It's about letting God truly move in my life. I love, we talk about it a lot, I love groups. But groups are not, or they should not be, about, oh man, I have some friends and I get to go hang out. And there's normally some good food. And someone normally stops at ours at Der Dutchman and brings something for du- from Der Dutchman. So there's going to be a good, good dessert for sure, right? Like, it's not about those things, but it's about, Lord, we're going to get in your word. And we're going to study. And we're going to look more like you and act more like you because we've been together. Lord, is that what our heart is? Or the representation church that shows maybe a little bit more of maybe where my heart can be at times. Is it all in for you? Or are we kind of on the edge? Because you don't see, I believe, Paul writing portions of Scripture like this. Writing what we've been looking at here over the last few weeks. Talking about his imprisonment. Talking about last week. I just love that portion of Scripture. Even when people were doing things with the wrong motives to go even against him. He says, if the gospel is being preached, let's preach the gospel. Normally, that's not our normal pattern. And we want to put somebody down or we want to, we want to have a rivalry. And Paul's like, I'm not rivaling, rivaling with anybody. We're going to go after Jesus and see someone come to know him. Where is our heart? And I believe Paul is at a place where he says, I'm going to rejoice. Actually, yes, and I will rejoice. Even with those that might do things in the wrong way if they're preaching the gospel. If they don't quite have the motives right or the intention right. I'm going to celebrate them. I don't think we get to the place where we say, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. I don't think in prison, that's our prayer if we're not in tune with the Lord. I don't think that's our attitude when things come on a daily basis, if we're not walking with the Lord. We're talking with some friends that came over last night, and I've talked a little bit about it. But last year, having COVID, COVID was bad, and almost dying was bad, and not being able to breathe is bad. But way worse to me was three months of, in my life, everything being from a a pessimistic viewpoint instead of what who I am, which is an optimist. Everything's going to work out. God's going to do it. Everything's going to be good. And there was three months where it's like everything came from the opposite way. Like the health thing is one deal, but that is horrible. I don't know what that was about, but I believe that when we are in tune with God and we're knowing God and we're experiencing God, that we have the ability to say, Lord, even when things aren't right and good and my life doesn't seem to be going exactly how I want it to go, Lord, I still put my faith and my trust in the God of the universe. I still can say everything is going to work out because of the prayers of the people around me because of the spirit working in my life say I'm eager. I have eager expectation and hope that I'm not going to be ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body. There was a reason that he could pray this. Because he wasn't living his Christian life and I'm just going to stroll in after playing golf and hope for the best sort of a, a Christian life. Not a leaving the last portion for maybe any word time. So I want to tell you what, I love Sunday morning, I love church attendance, please come to church, but 
this word in your life Monday through Friday, 10 day two, that's what your relationship with God is about, not about this hour-long time we have. It's about your relationship with Jesus through the word, Holy Spirit speaking to you and guiding you and directing you. It's about walking a life of faith. And when we think of a sermon title today, Abiding in Love, our series, and Death or Life, It takes faith to be like Paul and to say, Lord, whatever you do, however you move, however you will show up, I'm good. Because to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Our whole life and our whole being is different when we truly plug into who he is and what he's doing and how he wants to show up in our lives. Your confidence and deliverance is connected to prayer. And I believe in these first couple verses we see that. We need to be in tune with the Lord. We need to be plugged into Jesus. We need to let his power overflow in us. We need the word of God and we need times of prayer individually and corporately where we go after the things of God. I believe Sunday mornings are important because we worship because we get into the Word. I believe Tuesdays, we have prayer in the morning from 7 to 8, and in the evenings from 6 to 7. I believe they're important because we come and we pray together. I believe Wednesday night is important because we come and we get in the Word, and we spend time in worship, and we spend time praying. We pray together, because if I want confidence in who God is, if I want faith in Him, I must be in His Word, in my prayer closet at home. I must be together with my church, worshiping and praying and going after the Lord, I must be growing in my faith so I can say, I know, I know that Christ is going to be magnified in my body, in my life, in what I do because I know because I've been walking with him. And I believe he can say, I'm not going to go the wrong way or do the wrong thing. I'm going to say yes to Jesus and what he has. Faith. We see that death is something that Paul, he's okay with. That's not a big deal to him. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He knew that death was not a defeat for the Christian. In fact, today, all of us, someday when it's our time and God takes us home, guess what? It's going to be a party for you, the one that died. It's going to be a party because you're going to be in heaven with Jesus. Now here on earth, our problem is that all of our family don't go with us, which is why I started with, wouldn't it be great to all go up in the rapture together? We don't have to worry about that side. We just get to go like, that would be awesome. Maybe that will happen. We'll see. And if it happened on our one hour service on Sunday morning, that would be like super cool. I don't know how that'll go. I don't know exactly, but that would be pretty awesome. Like whoop, we're all together. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be pretty awesome. But he's saying death is not a problem. He's saying that that death brings glory to God because I get to go be in heaven. I get to be with Jesus. He's saying that death brings glory because he would have been a martyr for the things of God. And he's like, there's no higher call than that. Let's go. Let's make this happen. And that he'd be in the immediate presence of Jesus. And I love moments where we just are in the presence of Jesus. But I want you to know that there's going to be a day when there's no barrier, there's no sin, there's nothing in our way, there's not our schedules or our time or the stuff. We are going to be with Jesus. And that's going to be a great day. 
And our blessed hope is not something we need to be like, well, if it happens someday or when it happens someday, that's good. No, we should long for the things of God. We should long for the things of heaven. We should long for heaven. And in the process of longing for heaven, we're good, which means anxiety and worry about my end here on this earth is not something I need to really worry much about. Now, I want to encourage you, you have children, a will. That's a good idea. Like, do that for your children. That's not for you. That's for your children. If you're older in life, be sure you've got all your stuff wrapped up. If you're younger in life, be sure you've got all your stuff wrapped up so that your family isn't left figuring out what to do, right? That's what those things are for. But you don't have to worry about if you die sooner or later because you're going to be with Jesus. It's going to be amazing for you. That day is going to be good. I've said for some reason I've just had this, I think, a biblical understanding, man, for, since I was young. I was like, marriage sounds great, having a family sounds great, all the things of life, but you know what also sounds really great? Being in heaven with Jesus, which means we can live our life and not be concerned about the things that the people around us have to be concerned about. Because we know where we're going, we know what we're doing, we have the faith to walk in Him. And your future, it leads to a glorious graduation to glory. It leads to the best worship service you've ever been in, but next world of what that is because we cannot fathom what it's going to be like to not only worship Jesus but to see Jesus and be face to face with Jesus in a way that that we we have in our spirit but we're going to have with our whole being no tears no death no sorrow no sin come on anybody that should make us excited about the things of God nothing better than what our future has for us but in the processes, even as we look in verse 22 and through 24, it says, if I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful, fruitful labor for me. If I am to stay here, then let's do this thing. I am going to bear fruit. Now, I think this is a very important, important thing. Because have you decided, have you said that no matter what, until the Lord will call me home, my life is going to be fruitful? Have you committed that to the Lord? I pray that like Paul, you say, hey, as long as the Lord would keep me here, I will be fruitful. With some of you, you might be in the stage of your life, you're like, oh, I'm figuring this thing out. I love having Matt and Zoe up on the stage worshiping. They're worshiping, they're volunteering, they're serving, they're in school to do what they're on the stage to do. They're like, come on. I love it. They're at a space. We're like, come on, let's be fruitful. Let's, let's make a difference in this world. Let's, let's change the world. They've got bands they're a part of, separate things, like all of this stuff. It is awesome. And some of you might be in that spot where you're like, man, we're just getting this started. We're just getting it started. You, you've got it. But I want you to know today that I don't care how old you are on the other side. Are you committed to being fruitful for every day that the Lord would give you on this earth? Because I believe if we're going to follow Paul, he says, if I'm going to be here in the flesh, I am going to be fruitful. And let's be a church that from the youngest to the oldest age, we're going to be fruitful all the way through. We are going to be fruitful. We're going to make a difference. We're going to share Jesus and proclaim Jesus. And it may look different. There may be a day when someday I can't get out of the house like I do now or where my body doesn't allow me to do. But you know what? We have technology. We have things. We have ways that we can continue and you know one of the most basic and biggest ways is we can cry out before the Lord in prayer. Dr. David and Mary Ratchesing, they are with us through prayer every Tuesday morning. 
Dr. David is faithful. He runs citywide pr- uh, prayer, and they can't get out of their home like they once did, and he takes care of his wife, Mary. But you know what? Their life is no less fruitful at this stage of their life because with every waking moment, they cry out for the Lord, to the Lord, for you, for this church, for the churches of this city, of this world, that God would move. And even when it would seem like, what, what can they do? You know, they've given themselves fully to a life that's going to be fruitful to the end because they're crying out and things that we will walk in and experience we may never know it but it's because of them and people like them who have poured out their heart to the lord god can use you right where you are whatever your situation he will use you if you open yourself up to him the lord is so so good He goes on, yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell you. I'm hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. And I want to be sure, I do not believe that Paul here is necessarily in some spot where he's like, I just want to die. I think Paul's saying, it might be my day, and if it is my day, then I am all in and I'm good. But he says, I don't think that's what God has. Because I don't think my time is up. And even though it looks bleak in this prison cell, even though it looks bleak as I'm getting a little bit older, even whatever you want to throw in there, he says, if he doesn't take me now, then we're going to keep doing it. And we're going to keep being fruitful. We're going to keep sharing the love of God. We're going to keep going on. And yes, I would love to be in heaven with no temptation and no sin. I would love to go to heaven and be with our brothers and sisters worshiping God. I would love to go and just be with Christ in a way I've never experienced before. But until then, I am going to be fruitful. And I want to encourage you that your desire for glory, for the glory, for being in heaven, not like glory like on your shoulder, but for Jesus in heaven, let it lead to fruitfulness in your presence. Your desire for what God has. Your desire for who he is. Your desire for no more tears, death, sorrow, and sin to lead us to be people that lay it all down before him on earth. That leads you to be fruitful. That leads you to share his love. That leads you to do all you can to see the glory and the message of the word of God poured out on this earth. As we would say, so one more person can come to experience him. So one more person can come someday say, because that man, that lady came and and just shared and encouraged me, I'm in heaven. They were a part of my journey. Let's be a fruitful church that proclaims the goodness of God as long as he would give us here on earth. He goes on, convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. He's saying, let's, let's rejoice together. Let's rejoice together because God's going to move. Let's rejoice together. He says, I think I'm going to make it to you. That's what he believes is going to happen. He doesn't think he's going to die. Which, is there anybody else? I love the fact that it's like he's not like, I am 100% sure what's going to happen. Paul in jail, he did not know for sure. But he's like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to come. And when I am pretty sure, and if that happens, let's rejoice in the Lord. And if not, we're going to rejoice anyways because God is moving. 
And I believe there's times in our life where we have to say, Lord, I believe that you're doing this. I believe you're going to go. And you know what, Lord? If it doesn't go how I think, I'm still going to rejoice in you because you are God and you've got the plan and you know what's, in, uh, what's before me. So we're going to be able to be confident and full of faith saying, Lord, you are God. And I'm going to walk in faith believing. I'm going to believe today that there's a healing on the way. I'm going to believe today that a marriage is going to get put back together. I'm going to believe today that what seems terrible in a financial spot, God can work and God can move and God can bring me out of it. Whatever your thing is today, God can do it. And let's believe that he's going to do it and then walk in the, in the path with him, in the process with him. To say, Lord, I am going to rejoice every step all the way along the way. And someday when we're together, someday when I see it, I'm on the other side. Come on, I've been practicing my rejoicing already. I'm already ready. I've already been talking about it. And I'm going to be able to continue to rejoice in the Lord because you are so, so good. He's so good. And we get to celebrate with him. You, fulfilling your call, will bring rejoicing to those around you. And I want to ask you, Radiant Life Church, individually in this room, let God use you. Fulfill the call that God has given to you that he will lay before you. Don't leave it. Don't go the other direction, but fulfill his call and watch what happens to those around you. Watch the impact you get to make because you didn't say, well, I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to wait till I die. Or I, I just said, I, I don't mind the thought of death. That's pretty good. But I don't want to die until God tells me it's my time until it's the moment and until then lord i'm going to celebrate and rejoice and bring as many people along on the conversation as many people along in the process to see the goodness of god poured forth so that someday maybe it's like paul and the whole church is going to be able to rejoice because what did paul do he got out of jail he got to go back they got to rejoice together you know what else paul's probably maybe biggest thing something that I think he knew was coming at some point later on. He was martyred for his belief. He was martyred for Jesus. He was martyred. And I'll tell you what, I think Paul said, I got to live the best life. I got to give it all for the people around me, for Jesus. And I got to live all the way until my death, celebrating and worshiping God so that when I made it, when he made it, when we make it to heaven, we're going to be able to say and hear good, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. You've done it. Keep going. Keep pushing. In death or in life, we're going to bring glory to God. In death or in life, we're going to bring him praise and honor. And as we close today, I feel there's people that are just in a dark space in your life. And this is not a message of, oh yeah, death's good. No, death is good when it's time. Death is good when we fulfilled our call. Death is good when God calls us home. And if you're struggling in a dark place, I want to encourage you. Today is the day to say, Lord, would you bring new life in me? Would you bring rejoicing to me? Would you show me your call for my life? Would you show me what I am supposed to do and how I can make a difference in the people around me? Would you show me, Lord, what it is that I can do to be fruitful? And I don't care what age you are in this room. I don't care what the situation of your life is. God wants to use you and he will but we have to take our eyes off of ourselves and off of our problems and start turning them to Jesus and to the world and watch as he transforms your life and my life. As we get our eyes on Jesus, and we start thinking of the people around us. We start to say, Lord, nothing more. Honoring you, 
being fruitful because I'm fulfilling your call. Church, let's be that kind of church. That we don't remember Jesus, what he did 2,000 plus years ago just to remember, but we remember so we can be pushed forward to see one more person come to know him. So we can be forward to, uh, move forward to live the life of freedom that he's given to us and that he will pour out upon us. Let's be a people that get into the word of God and let this book change us and transform us and remake us to look like him. Sometimes that means, Lord, it's hard because my family or my past or my experience or my culture. Lord, let your word trump all of that so I can be fruitful. So I can be fruitful to proclaim the goodness of who you are so that I can have faith to walk in you. Life or death, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be faithful to do what you've called me to do, which means I'm going to be fruitful in everything so that I can rejoice and people around me can rejoice. So church, let's do it. Let's rejoice in him. Today, maybe you're going to a, a ball game. Maybe you have kids things. Maybe you're going to go home and watch some, some sports. Maybe you're going to go on a trip today. Whatever it is, be fruitful in the Lord today. Look for opportunities to share the love of Jesus right where you are. Know your church family. We're behind you. You can know Dr. David and Mary Ratcheting. They're praying for you. They may not know your name. They may not, but they pray a covering over you and a fruitfulness over you. Just people that believe in you. Let's be all in for Jesus. So Lord, this morning we're so thankful that you are our God, that you are so good, Lord, and we offer you every part of our lives. We want to be faithful. Lord, we want to be faithful to walk in you so we can be fruitful. And Lord, don't let the things of this world, Lord, even death itself, be something that catches us up or trips us up. But Lord Jesus, would you help us to trust in you and to rely on you, to say yes to you, to be able to rejoice in you. And maybe for some people in the room that are struggling Lord, in whatever area, or maybe even someone has passed away and they, they just are struggling, Lord, I pray that you would give them your, your peace that passes all understanding. Would you wrap them in your arms? Would you be with them, God? Would you give them a, a new joy, a new life, and a, a rejoicing, Lord Jesus, even at who you are? Lord, we may not always understand your plan every step of the way, but Lord, we can, be, we can trust you. We have faith to walk in you. So we're going to rejoice today. Lord, we are so thankful. You are so, so good. Bless this church, God. Strengthen them. Build them up in you. Lord, if anybody needs to give their life to you, doesn't have a relationship, Lord, I pray that even right now, Lord, that they would just pray in their heart, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Make me new. I turn from my past and what I've done wrong. Make you the Lord of my life. Lord, we're thankful that your word says when one gives their heart to you, that all of heaven rejoices. So Lord, we want to rejoice as well with one more, one more for Jesus. You're so good. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being here this morning. If by chance you just gave your life to Jesus, the most important thing, please come talk to me. I would love to just have a little conversation, encourage you. We have a Bible for you, and uh, there's nothing better than saying yes to Jesus. He is so good. Church, I pray you have a great and amazing week. Prayer, 7 to 8, 
uh, Tuesday morning, 6 to 7, Tuesday night, midweek, Wednesday night, all of our kids' programs as well as in here, midweek service, worship time and prayer. And then Friday night, 7 o'clock, come on out. You can, on Facebook, you're, you can feel free to jump on there. Let us know you're coming just to help us know how many are going to be there. But we're going to have a great time. Invite your friends, invite people with you on Friday night. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week as well. This week, be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus. Have a good one.